Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Travis and Vic's Drunken Horror Adventures. Vic just got the uh, the thumbs down from Jer. I told you, they, I told you, Jer wasn't calling in. <laughs> I don't know, but it was worth a shot. Jer hates us now. <laughs> At least Blake still likes us. What's up, Blake? What's up, guys? I don't know why you do, but he does. He's sitting there rocking out while we're doing the show. Sorry, I'm so sorry about that, guys. <laughs> He's like, rock and roll is in my soul. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, rock and roll. There you go, hell yeah. <laughs> well, fellas, it's been a few weeks. I had a week off last week, but I wouldn't even call it a week off. I'm pretty sure I was drinking anyway. Uh, I was in Florida I'm starting for a week. <laughs> And I just have to say, I don't want to go back to Disney World uh, with children for a while. I'm good. No, it is. (laughs) Jared, Jared's telling us to hoard him on the podcast, and he didn't realize we already started hoarding him on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) He shouldn't be surprised. Uh, Poor Jared. Poor Jared Bear. But anyway, y'all, so this is a... This is a hard fucking show. We were talking about this beforehand, and for for those of you that have been following the show, first we did the top ten pre-1970s horror movies. Not an easy list, but, you know, especially because there's so many there. And then we did the 1970s horror movie list, which was really freaking hard. I mean, especially when you get to the top and you have to actually say, okay, this one's better than this one, this one's better than this one. That's really hard, too. But, I mean, as hard as those two were, I think this one's even harder because we're talking about one year, and 1980 is not, no disrespect to some of the ones in here, but 1980, I don't feel like it's as loaded as some other years of the 80s with great horror movies. I mean, let's face it, uh, this movie kind of, or this year with uh, Friday the 13th kind of kicked off the uh, the slasher craze. I know Halloween kind of inspired it all, but for me, the 80s kind of, kicked off the fray as our team as far as flashers go. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 1980 was, it was a hard year because, well, for one, there weren't that many really great horror films out that year. And then on the other hand, there were some, there were a couple of really great ones, but there were some other gems that you kind of had to, you kind of have to have taste like the three of us have. You kind of have to have, well, I'll give it a try. If it's not good, fuck it. You know, I at least say I tried. But there were some that I found that I really liked. I did, you know, that uh, a lot of people probably don't know about. I'm certain you fellas know, but uh, that'll be fun because I can guarantee my list is probably infinitely more different than either one of yours. So it always is. <laughs> it is, and that's what makes it fun. Yeah. It is, but I, I tell you what, you know what's interesting is that, that Blake, you kind of touched on it. There are a lot of hidden gems in 1980. So, I mean, uh, if you guys have not yet, look up um, 
on Wikipedia or elsewhere, uh, all the horror movies from 1980. And you will find a diverse list. And you'll, and you'll have a bunch of movies that you need to research and, and watch because basically that's what I did this week. Before I get into, eh, I'm not going to get into the movies I've watched. I'll wait until after we do our list. But, I mean, I've okay. people have seen on the Travis and Bick Horror account what, what movies have been being watched. And uh, some made the cut and some didn't. So we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. I, I sit around and my thing pops up. Travis and Bick currently watching uh you know, whatever. And I'm like, who the fuck cares but me, you know? <laughs> but I'll go ahead and read this. Because like, I'm always getting some notifications. You guys are watching something. I was like, these bastards, I, I wish that that's what I could do all day is just sit on my ass and watch fucking scary movies. Beautiful. While I'm working and I have a big screen TV above my desk, and that's, that's their beautiful. horror movies play all day long. That is, that is, that is the kind of job to have. Outside of what I do, I really think that I would like to do a, be a professional uh, horror movie critic and somebody that just watches those films and is paid to watch those films. To me, even if they're shitty, it would be worth it because you'd be getting paid for it. You know? Funny little tidbit about me. Whenever I uh, graduated high school, they... Uh, you know, they had the most likely to become or whatever in our yearbook, and I was most likely to become a movie critic. So they must have nailed that shit. Well, you know, this, awesome. is, this is this is pretty close. I mean, this, what you're doing right now with this, what you guys do with the show here, I mean, it's pretty fucking close. They called that shit pretty close, man. <laughs> they know it's up. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get into things. Who wants to go first? You want me to go first, or you want you guys want to go first? It's you guys' that show. I will go when you tell me to. How's that? That's, that's I'll tell you what. I never go first. So this time that's I'm going to go first. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I'm going to go first. Damn right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married with children. I don't ever get to be in charge of anything. So I thought you were about to say I'm married with children. I don't ever get to come first. I was like, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not anymore. Anyway, so. <laughs> all right, so let's um, let's get into this. Okay, so again, top ten horror movies from the year 1980, and I'm starting my list off with a movie that I watched earlier today, and it's fucking. It, you want to talk about lost gem of horror movies? This is it. It is a type of slasher that Vic has probably never seen. Uh, Blake, I'm sure you've probably seen it because you've seen some weird shit. But Vic, you would love this movie. You would love this movie. It's about a roided up dude killing hookers uh, and other chicks and uh, raping them. It's Don't Answer the Phone from 1980, of course. Anyone seen this one? I have seen bits and pieces. I have seen bits and pieces of that. I've seen the remake. But this one from 1980 is not bad, and it's fucking good shit. And, you know, it's just like any other of the movies from that era. Like, it's kind of disjointed and corny, but at the same time, there's some good shit in here. And I will tell you this about movies from 1980. A lot of these fucking movies are longer than they need to be, you know? They're longer than they need to have time. Like, an hour and a half is good. You guys don't need to go any longer than that. You get to 140, and it's too much. So, but... Good one. If you guys have not seen it, anyone that's listening, don't answer the phone from 1980. You can actually find it on YouTube. 
So just a little FYI there. Cause I, so what he's saying is there's no excuse for you not to watch this shit. All right. What who the hell knows with the um, who has the rights to this at this point? So I doubt you're robbing anybody or pirating. So you know watch. All right. So, Victor, I will uh, let you go uh, for your number 10, sir. <clears throat> all right. Well, first of all, I just want to say, uh, 1980 was kind of a a bad year for horror. I mean, there's some, there's a few good ones, but there's a lot of bad. Um, and I didn't watch any movies leading up to this because that's what I do. So I'm going everything based off of memory. I remember when I saw them back when I was like five years old. <laughs> so, um, but my number ten, I'm going with Terror Train. Nice. Now, I, I'm going to give this away. I'll just let everybody know. My number 10 was Terror Train all day until I watched Don't Answer the Phone, and then Terror Train got bumped <laughs> out of my list. That's awesome. Yeah, Terror Train's one of those... It's a, it's a fucking whodunit, just like all those other uh, movies from that era with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, we may get into another one later, because Jamie Lee Curtis was fucking busy in 1980, wasn't she? She yeah. was, man. You know, she was young and younger. Yeah, most people think of her as the screen queen, but it wasn't spaced out very far. Most of it was just within a few years of each other. And then she went on to do, like, she didn't show her tits until she went legit. Wow. That's <laughs> great reference. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. But, yeah, uh, Terror Train. I, I don't feel like that's a movie that, like, is rated. I'm going to put it this way. Like, there are certain movies that are overrated. There are certain movies that are underrated. And that movie is just not rated at all. I feel like it's kind of forgotten as well. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, people just don't think of it. That, you know, it's not yeah. something people think about. That actually makes a lot of sense. I think I'm going to spend a lot of time kind of going through some more movies from 1980 because that only, like, scratched the surface. There's a lot of shit out there that I still need to watch. Especially some of the, the foreign horror movies, um, which I'll get into some of that uh, after we do our list. But, I mean, there's a lot of shit out there that you can get your hands on without having to pay a lot of money. So, just FYI, but, yeah. Blake, you're up at number 10, sir. All right, fantastic. You know, we were speaking earlier about oh, just some hidden gems, but there was something I really noticed, and, and it might just be my taste, but... uh there was a real shortage of creature features, you know, good ones in the 80s. But I, I kind of got to digging around. And uh, when I was young, I discovered this when I was about 12 or 13. My number 10 is alligator because it's yes. a fucking alligator and it eats people. I mean, come on, you know, this, this is just, it, it's, it's so fucking cheesy, but it's worth to watch if you haven't seen it. And it's got 1980 written all over, too. It's just, there's no way around it. And there's some good effects for its time and some good kills, but. It was just one of the best creature features that I remember from 80 because, again, 81, 82, 83, 84, they all had really, really good creature, you know, films. But uh, 80 just kind of had a real good shortage of them. Uh, the only other one I would have put on the list uh, would probably be Humanoids from the Deep, but, you know, I did not put that one on my list. So, But, yeah, Alligator. Alligator is the shit. If you haven't seen it, you will never get those hour and a half back, but it will be worth it. So. <laughs> I would just say about alligator, um, you know, when we were kids and we'd go to the movie store and we'd see fucking badass movies sitting on the horror shelf, 
Alligator is one of the movies that I think of because it had cool box art with a fucking alligator in the sewers. Dick's favorite animal, by the way, in case you didn't know. Um, I mean, it's sitting there in a VHS package, and, you know, it's got this uh, badass tagline, and it's about a giant alligator, I think in the New York fucking sewers. It says it lives 50 feet beneath the city. It's 36 feet long. It weighs 2,000 pounds, and it's about to break out. Yeah, this fucking movie. Um, Blake, um, it was one that came very, very close to making my top ten. And the only thing that screwed it was the fact that I tried to watch it on YouTube, because I sure don't have a copy of this movie. And it was one of those YouTube movies where they, like, zoomed it in really, really far. And they do that so they can actually, you know, put a movie on YouTube and not get it taken down. And so I just never got to watch it. It it, it may be top ten worthy, but I tell you what, this fucking box art back from the 80s is so classic. And Alligators, the shit, makes me think of Lake Placid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lake Placid is the shit, man. You know, uh, funny story, and Vic probably knows the story. First date my wife and I ever went on. I was 17, she was 16. We went and saw Lake Placid at Showcase Cinemas on Bardstown Road. And then we never had a date again until like 13 years later. True <laughs> <laughs> story. Oh, God. <laughs> Lake Placid. And I loved it. She didn't care for it. Still to this day, she didn't like it. But I thought Lake Placid was the shit. So that's so that's my uh, interesting story. But yeah, we've all got different number tens. I'm not the least bit surprised, fellas. Even though there's not a, a large variety of movies to choose from, this is like what's your cup of tea type of list? I think at this point, you know, especially when you get into the bottom of the top ten. I mean, shit, yeah. you want to talk about all over the place? God, I, I mean, I seriously expect Blake to have some crazy shit on his list, and I can't wait to hear it. Uh, Vic, I expect, expect yours to be almost all slashers. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure you put a couple in there, but... Jesus. I guess that puts me uh, on number nine. And I'm going to mention a movie that I barely remember a thing about, other than the fact that I really liked it, and I feel like Vic on this one, because I haven't got to watch the movie, and so I can't talk much about it, other than I remember it from my childhood, and I felt like it needed to be in the top ten. Altered States. Um, Blake, you probably know more about Altered States than I do. Talk about it real quick if you remember it. Yeah, that is another one of those kind of hidden gems. Anybody that's not really a fan of uh, of the psychological stuff probably wouldn't even give it a, a second thought. But um, it's really good. It's a lot of psychological as well as some physical terror. But I mean, again, it's it's one of those that is a one of those that's very, very underrated in my opinion. It has some great transformation sequences. Uh, I don't want to give too much of it away, but have you ever thought about what effect drugs have on the mind and the body? And, you, and you've always thought it's going to be, you know, something really tame and kind of, you know, laid back. Watch this movie. That'll change your perception mm-hmm. in a fucking heartbeat. I'm telling you. Yeah, this reminds me of, what's the shit that everybody said that, uh, or, or one of the conspiracy theories about uh, Charles Manson and the Jonestown, it's um, that, that LSD shit. Timothy Leary. Yeah, no, there's a drug, though. There's a, It's not LSD, but it's like LSD. Um, CIA mind control drug, what was it? Uh, oh, Project MK Ultra. That's what it was. MK Ultra. That's what this movie reminds me of. I don't know if you guys know much about that, but that's what this kind of brings up in my mind. 
Um, it's some weird shit. You'll see a lot of conspiracy theories out there about uh, MK Ultra, and it's basically about how the CIA used LSD mind controlling experiments uh, during the Cold War. So, interesting. Yeah, this movie goes along with that type of uh, mindset there. So, all right, Victor, that puts you at number nine, sir. All right, I guess I'm going to stick with the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis theme and go with a prom night at number nine. I can't remember the song, but, you know, Blake can sing it for us. I'm not going to. Why not? Because I'm a guitar player, I'm not a singer. I'm a guitar. Prom night. Vic, what do you got to say about prom night, buddy? Um... I I enjoy it for the most part. Um, sometimes I don't know, man. Like, I mean, obviously I like it when they made the top ten. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's it's weird to me. It, I don't know. When I don't I watch, say that. Do it when I watch when I watch prom night. I think of Scream every single time. If they watch prom night, they save time. Everyone's a suspect. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. Prom night may have established the rules of a slasher, uh, or for a whodunit slasher, at least. This is true. So there's um, a little uh, historical context to uh, prom night, whether you love it or not. One thing I will say about prom night is it is the, the remake of prom night is historically bad. It is. Worse than Nightmare on Elm Street, Blake. I know uh, that's probably hard to swallow, but it's true. Prom Night's garbage, and it's worse than The Fog, and that movie shit. So both of those movies got remade, and uh, Prom Night I feel like is the worst remake I've seen. I think. I think it's awful, terrible. You guys, you don't want to be seen Prom Night remakes? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I want that time back in my life. Well, you know, one day I'm going to get drunk and watch it again just because I'm stupid and I watch Jason X a lot too. So, you know, we all make bad decisions. <laughs> From time to time. <laughs> Damn. All right, man. Blake, the best Blake we know, maybe, maybe the worst. What's your uh, number nine there, buddy? Okay, first, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> second, okay. So we'll angry Everybody's no, so hostile. You need to have I'm, a glass I'm of wine. I'm not angry. I I'm just been in the, I'm just been in a very bad mood for 32 years. That's all. No. <laughs> all right. Okay. So my number nine, we've already discussed it, <clears throat> is Alfred State. <laughs> That's fucked up. I can't believe we both had the same number nine. That's fucking random. Well, it's, you know, we had a, Vic and I had a couple of episodes where we had several that were tied, and I guess it's just time that the that the horror universe kind of drops that in our lap and says it's time for you and I to, to you know, meet up on and agree on a certain film. I know. I don't know what the hell's happening. It's the end of the world. That's what it is. <laughs> I kind of thought you'd have it even higher on your list, to be honest with you. This is your cup of tea. Not to say that it's not mine, but, I mean, you like this type of uh, I do, but again, varying quality, man. 80 was very limited on quality as far as what was good and what was pushed as being really good sometimes wasn't as good as the stuff that wasn't pushed as being good, if that makes any sense. 
Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just those. And, and, I mean, I like the movie. I, I do like the movie a lot. But, I mean, it is not um, – it's not my favorite, you know. But I do like it. It's just not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore is also in this one. Um, B.E.T. So, Drew Barrymore, she did a lot of shit in the 80s, didn't she? Absolutely. All right. Altered States gets a number nine from both of us. uh, And then, you know, they gets prom night at number nine. So, that moves me to number eight. Um, So, I will throw this out here. Uh, Motel Hell is my number eight. I watched it earlier today. Motel Hell is a movie that I have not seen since it was VHS, just like Alligator. Um, I mean, because seriously, I used to watch everything that was on VHS in the horror section just to see, say I did it. You know, they had deals or whatever. I'd fucking rent like four movies and watch them all. Um, but Motel Hell, so I watched this movie, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of like killer clowns because it's so corny. But at the same time, the concept of it's really fucked up. If you haven't seen it, basically, you've got these people who are um, running a hotel or a motel, and they're they're causing accidents, and then taking these people, planting them in the fucking ground, cutting their vocal cords, and and it's kind of like what's the name of the song, Vic? Um, not Pumpkin Carvers. It's the other one where ICP is talking about uh, the heads that they had grown and running over with a lawnmower. Oh, uh, piggy pie? No, it's one of the Halloween ones. Mm, well, I don't know. Okay. Well, and so this is what, I mean, it's fucked up. And towards the end, and not to ruin the movie, because it's not going to spoil the movie, I found out, I realized that Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 totally ripped this movie off, like a lot. <laughs> I had never even realized it whenever I watched it before. But now that I've seen it, I'm like, God damn, Toby Hooper, you ripped this movie fucking off. They've got a chainsaw duel, Vic. Was it six years before Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 ever came out? Yep. And they've got people selling the meat of other people. Sound familiar? Mm, Just a little bit. Yeah, so for those reasons alone, Motel Hell had to make my list. Also, there's some good tits in the movie, and let's be honest, we like good tits. (laughs) And and just to be honest, Motel Hell is fucking sweet. Uh, it runs about 11 minutes longer than it needs to run. But that aside, it, it, the, the corny silliness aside also, it's fucking good. If you have not seen Motel Hell, you can catch a shitty version of it on YouTube, like a shitty, ver- you know, like, like film quality. But, uh, yeah, get the Blu-ray or something because Motel Hell is probably worth it. And and we've got a pig mask in this one, Vic, just like Saul. I mean, obviously, we inspired some movies there. Yep, yep. Motel Hell is a good one. Hell yeah. All right, well, that brings us to your number eight. Uh, and I'm really fucking glad I watched Motel Hell today because I had it on my list, but I wasn't sure. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it definitely has to be on here. I'm glad you watched it, too. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember loving it. I'm, I mean, no spoilers, but I remember loving it. Yeah. <clears throat> Hi, so my number eight is a movie that I probably haven't seen since like eighty-seven or eighty-eight. Or but damn, I love it. I I have a poster for it. It it never gets signed, but it's okay. 
because it's, it's Mother's Day. You got no now, uh, Mother's Day was one of those that I've seen, but it's been so long, I couldn't even form an um, intelligent opinion about it, so I had to leave it off my list, just because I don't think it would be fair to even try to rank something I, I don't remember well enough. It, again, it was a VHS one that I don't remember much about. And like I said, I remember loving it, so I'm just going by, you know, what little memory I have of it. You know what I'm thinking about a lot of these movies from 1980? They don't have real good rewatch quality. I mean, because it's like we've seen these movies, but then we don't really want to go back, and, or we haven't gone out of our way to go back and watch them. However, they're not exactly distributed very mainstream either, so it's kind of like they're all whole classics so far, other than like Prom Night. Yeah. Good number eight, buddy. Mother's Day. I like it. I like it. I need to go and watch that one. It's on my list to check out. Thank you very much. All right. Black Best. What's up? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that's, the first time I've ever heard. I've, that's the first time I've ever heard that, but that was a good one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm having a real hard time with the fact that this has happened uh, on this list again because this shit needs Motel to Hell? Stop. Motel Hell is my number eight. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Good Motel Hell was one of the strangest late night adventures I ever had. I saw that movie when I on uh, I believe it was Cinemax back in the heyday of Cinemax. I'm talking nineteen ninety six, ninety seven, right about that time. And I just remember the old farmer, and then when they took the bags off the heads, and all the the heads were rolling around and all that, and it was just fucking crazy. And then years later, when I saw the film Saw, you know, and saw the pig mask, I was like, okay, uh, I think whoever wrote this film probably saw Motel Hell because they were inspired on some level by that mask that was in there you know, for this. So it just, it was a really weird film. And uh, I've seen it on Comet. I saw a syndicated version of it on Comet, which is like this sci-fi B-movie horror channel that's on uh, network TV. And uh, it was on a couple weeks ago. And my wife and I turned it on. Of course, we laughed our asses off because, you know, (laughs) it is, you know, uh, kind of cheesy. Um, But for its time, it was really, really disturbing. And the fact that, you know, the appearances... Are, are everything in this film. I mean, obviously, you think the cop, you know, the one cop is going to be just horrible, and it turns out that the fucking farmer is the asshole. You know, this sweet, kind of innocent, southern charm that he has. And, and, and it's just, it's a real good commentary on how, you know, this could be deceiving. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? This is one of those movies, if you want to remake Motel Hell, this is the type of movie that would be good to uh, remake. I really think that, you know, because, I mean, they're remaking classics. Why don't you remake one that was, like, kind of well done, but if you did it, like, better, it could be a lot better. Motel Hell is one of those that could scare the shit out of people if you did it right. I think. Even Garrison yeah. was scared of this movie as a kid. What were you going to say, Vic? Uh, I was agreeing with you. They really I mean, should remake it. 
Yeah, I mean, there's movies that have great concepts, and then they're just not executed as well as they could be. Friday the 13th Part 8. Halloween 3, even though I love Halloween 3, there are things that you can improve on in Halloween 3. And, and there's other movies like that, but I wish they would remake movies like that that you could do better um, because there's a lot of weird shit in it. I think Maniac tried to do that um, while I didn't like uh, – uh, well, we'll get into it later. But while I didn't like uh, Elijah Wood as much as The Killer as I did Frank Zito or whatever the fuck the guy's name was, um, they, you know, they went for it with a little more – I want to say it's sensible. It's not really sensible, but they they tried harder to make it make sense than the uh, old one did, where it just goes off on a tangent. But okay, so that's that. Um, but yeah, remake Motel Hell. Don't remake some of these movies that don't need to be remade. Okay, man. I guess that puts us at number seven. Um, so look, all right, Motel Hell and Altered States. The two of us have those. Uh, Vic probably has Motel Hell somewhere on his list. We'll get to that. Um, so at number seven, I'm going to mention one that Vic mentioned at his, his number nine, Prom Night. And look, if you guys have been listening to this show for a long time, you'll hear me talk about Prom Night here and there because I've seen Prom Night quite a bit. And Prom Night's fucking overrated as hell. <laughs> and it's probably because of Scream. Like, people talk about Prom Night like it's one of the greatest movies ever. And I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. But... It's not terrible, and it's it's somewhere between good and great is where I put Prom Night. It, it establishes the rules of a whodunit slasher in its own way, one that actually makes sense. Um, there's a couple of good kills, but as far as a slasher goes in the 80s, this one's pretty forgettable. But because of its stature, I kind of had to put it above movies like Motel Hell, Altered States, and Don't Answer the Phone. Um, I prefer Don't Answer the Phone as a slasher to Prom Night, but Prom Night has all these things going for it, like Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis was stealing money in Prom Night, to be honest with you. She barely does shit in that movie. <laughs> She's kind of like Malcolm McDowell in uh, Silent Night, bitch. Yeah, you're going to say that. <laughs> yeah. It's true. You know, there's, there's movies where you just have a horror star in there and they're just stealing money. Donald Pleasance was never that guy. But there have been others that have been doing it. Jamie Lee Curtis was just kind of there in this movie. She didn't really do much. But anyway, Prom Night is good stuff. Uh, but again, ah, it's forgettable to me. But it, it deserves to be on the list. It it deserves to be on the list like Amityville Horror deserves to be in the top 10 70s list. But it just couldn't fucking crack our list because there were so many movies on there. So uh, that's that. I mean, if Prom Night had stiffer competition, I don't think it would have made the list. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's how it was with, like, yeah. Prom Night and Terror Train. They were both just, you know, just there because they were there. Exactly. Exactly. All right, man. Well, I'll tell you what. That puts us now at uh, number seven for Victor. What's up, Victor? All right, and uh, actually, here, here's another one that's probably just there because it's there, because I don't remember much about it. I remember liking it a lot when I was younger, but uh, I'm going with the Boogeyman. That's another one. I've seen Boogeyman, the the recent Boogeyman that came out, but obviously it's not the same movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know shit about it, uh, you know, so yeah, I, again, I couldn't really... That's what I'm rolling with, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's kind of like me in altered states, you know. Sometimes you just have to go yeah. off what what you remember. Um, 
Now, I remember Wait, enjoying remember it live. What's that? Do you remember Boogeyman? No Boogeyman. Excuse me. No, so, uh, I remember hearing about it, but I didn't. I didn't see that one. No, there are several from the '80s that were lesser known to me that I haven't seen, but I definitely want to give them a try because I've had a lot of luck with unknown films, <coughs> starry eyes. And, you know, The Ritual and, you know, several other ones. I've had a lot of good luck with those. So I'm going to give that a try when I can have the time. I watched, to, uh, I watched The Ritual. Um, did I talk about Ritual last time we were on here? It was a pretty good movie. The, uh, I, no. Uh, you mentioned it in a post, I think, that you had seen it, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's kind of the Dutch version of uh, Blair Witch Project or the British version, one or the other. I know they, that doesn't make Vic happy, but it's not found footage, so there's that. <laughs> and it's always a good thing. Yeah, no shaky cam. Um, all right, man. So, Blake, that puts you at number seven now. Yeah, this thing's moving along fast, isn't it? No, no, and I'm good with that because, like, I feel like this thing deserves some time. Okay, okay, all right. So number seven for me is probably one you have both seen, and it was one I discovered later in life. I think I was an older teenager when I saw this, and it's dated, but it has some really good kills, and I really like the premise of it. I'm going with New Year's Evil for number seven. New Year's Evil, I like it. I like it. That's another one. There was man, an uncomfortable seen... pause. I don't like that. <laughs> no, it's like Mother's Day, man. I don't. I gotta watch it again. You know, there's a Christmas Evil from 1980, also, I believe, or something I like that. Seen, I haven't seen that one. I just remember seeing this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I need to get my shit together and watch these movies. So if I had more time, I would have watched more movies from 1980. But you know being on vacation. Blake, did you see it took us 21 and a half fucking hours to drive home from Orlando, or from Tampa? No. Why the hell was that the case? What happened? Oh my god, there was so much construction and wrecks and traffic. It was horrible. It was fucking awful, dude. I've never seen it like that before. I mean, we were at a standstill like right before Kentucky for like an hour. Not moving because there was a wreck. And this was at like 4 a.m. It was crazy. Horrible, Longest horrible. drive of my life. I will never do that drive ever again. So, <laughs> yeah. fuck that. Maybe. And the horse that rode in on it. Fly everywhere, sir. Fly everywhere. Uh-huh. Pretty much. Six hours or more. So I feel like. Yeah. Especially with kids, fuck. That was horrible. Oh, no. Jesus. Were they, were they awake the whole time? Surely not. The girls were awake for a lot of it. Uh, Truett slept most of the time because, you know, he's a newborn. He's a new baby. Hell yeah. yeah. He's, he slept. He was like, y'all have fun with that shit. He was fine. Yeah, he was easy. The girls, they weren't too horrible, but every once in a while they'd melt down because they didn't want to be in that fucking car, and I don't blame them. You're not. I was done with it. Where was Kim? She drove most of the way. She wanted to. She got anxiety. Oh. It makes her feel better. Oh, okay. So, uh, what's your number seven, Blake? <laughs> My number seven was New Year's Evil, buddy. Oh, yeah, talk about <laughs> it. That's what I meant. Fuck y'all, I'm drunk. Five, he's, uh, yeah, he, uh, drunk years evil over here. <laughs> in, in, anyway, uh, 
<laughs> anyway, New Year's Evil was really good. It was one, again, it was like a, a sort of a hidden gem. It's not one that a lot of people uh, not one that a lot of people have probably seen. Uh, but, again, it's one of those holiday-themed, you know, films. But it has some good gore, it has some good effects, and it's a, it's a slasher, more or less. Um, so the plot follows uh, a Los Angeles punk rock and new wave show host who receives all these phone calls during a New Year's Eve uh, show that's being shown on television from a killer warning of murders that he plans to, you know, go through with as the new year. Uh, hits each time zone. So, you know, of course, I felt a connection with this because of my musical background, you know, punk rock, new wave, and all that good stuff. So it was it was one of those I kind of felt a, a connection with. And another reason I like it, which was sort of unrelated, but kind of, you know, serendipitous in a way, the production company was Golan and Clover. Uh, and they did a lot of really good um, horror, uh, you know, films. And... Uh, some of the things that they did were like, um, you know, movies like um, The Phantom of the Opera, you know, that that kind of thing. And uh, they were just sort of known for being one of those sort of underdogs, I guess, sort of like how New Line Cinema was when it first, you know, arrived on the scene. Um, but... You know, it was, it was a good movie. I recommend that uh, I recommend that uh, you know people watch that if they get the chance because I I really thought it was a gem, especially for a 1980s film. You know. Yeah. Hell yes. But anyway, uh, I don't well, stay on my soapbox too long. So. <laughs> we gave you the soapbox. Okay, cool, man. Well, that puts me at number six now, and I'm gonna go with the movie that Blake talked about earlier. He talked about it briefly, but it wasn't on his list supposedly. And this movie is a mix of Creature from the Black Lagoon, a slasher movie, and a fucking 1960s B-horror movie. But it's noise from the deep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now listen. Okay, so our show, our, our podcast in general, is kind of inspired by All My Heroes Wear Masks. What's up, fellas? And they don't do a show anymore, which is sad. Uh, but they had an awesome podcast once upon a time, and you know our rundowns and things like that are inspired by them. Uh, our lists are our own. We do our own list. That's just our deal. Um, and they talked about humanoids from the deep once upon a time, and I had never watched it until last night, and I was intrigued with this fucking movie. There were like a bunch of creatures from the Black Lagoons running around raping women, killing people, lots of blood, some pretty sweet kills in it. Um, I don't know what to say about it other than it's fucking awesome. Uh, Humanoids from the Deep is something that everybody should go out of their way to watch. It is on YouTube. You can check it out for free. And once this podcast is over, you should go do that. Trust me. Humanoids from the Deep is badass. And it's fun, and it's hokey, and it is like killer clowns from outer space. But also, in its own way, it's like these crazy bastards. (laughs) It was good. And there's lots of titties. So that's always a good thing, too, especially in the That's a good thing. Yes. So, and, and they also objectify women in it, which I really miss from my horror movies. They don't do that enough. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I like in my movies. What can I say? We all have our things. That's my thing. Understood. Understood. The humanoids from the deep people. Go see it. 1980. 
Worth a shot. All right, so number six for the victor. I, I guess I am going to uh, hop back on the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis train and go with the fog. And number six. I would have liked, would have liked to hop up board the Jamie Lee Curtis train back in the day before she <laughs> cut her hair. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. That was a very Travis, good train. Travis, I just want to let you know that you did say that out loud. I just... Oh, my bad. <laughs> I keep it between me talking and me thinking confused. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the difference sometimes. I'd be disappointed if you didn't say it out loud. <laughs> well, uh, Tom Atkins is in the fog, which automatically makes it awesome. So it's good to see that it made you listen. It's a ghost story. Yeah. Six must die. Six must die. And you know, that movie actually takes place April 20th, so that's like 10 days away. Yeah, it's like 10 days before my birthday. April 21st. April 21st, yeah. So. Before my birthday. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. Good point. I love that fucking movie, which I just spoiled what's on my list, but oh well. I'll let it be. All right, Blake. You're number six now? Okay, my number six, is that what you said? Did you do your number six? Yeah, Humanoids from the Deep. Blake, That's are you right. drunk? No, no, I think I just got residual drunk from you. Oh, I wasn't paying oh. attention. That was, that was. <laughs> residual drunk. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking up other movies that I should be watching while I'm doing this show, in addition to doing the list and, you know, editing my website. So <laughs> I'm doing a lot like of stuff at once. Okay, my number six is another gem for me. Uh, it was very hard to not go with a specific kind of genre for this. You're going to find this probably a lot on my list, and it's not my own doing. It's just those were the movies that I gravitated towards. Number six is Maniac. <clears throat> Maniac. You know, this motherfucker, the, the dude who plays Maniac, um, yeah. he, he, um, he was in Godfather. <laughs> I saw him yeah. for one of the Godfather movies. I randomly saw him. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And then he was also in in the Rocky movies, a couple of them. He was the loan shark that uh, that uh, Balboa worked for, if I remember correctly, in Rocky. Yeah, and if you ever listen to the commentary of Maniac, the old, you know, the original Maniac from 1980, uh, they asked the director what happened to the guy who was playing uh, the, the killer in this. Like, how did he die? And he was like, "Well, he was a he was a he was an overweight cocaine addict. What do you think happened?" <laughs> That's not what actually happened to him. I do know what happened to him. So what's that? He died in his apartment uh, at the age of fifty-two, January thirteenth of eighty-nine. He sometime during that morning, he cut himself on the, his glass shower stall door after slipping in his bathtub while he was taking a shower, and he fell asleep on the couch instead of calling for help. He was a hemophiliac, and so he bled to death. Jesus Christ! You think he wouldn't be doing cocaine with that problem? He didn't give a fuck. Well, it says here that uh, um, his friend discovered him, and uh, there was no answer on the, you know, when when his friend knocked on the door. So the late afternoon, his friend left work and drove over to the apartment. When no one answered the door, the friend called the superintendent of the building. They went into the apartment. They both found him dead on his living room couch. He was only in a bathrobe, but he bled to death over part of the couch. Jeez. Well, you know, he, Somebody, he is yeah. one of the creepiest fucking killers there ever was in a movie. I just want to say. <laughs> yeah. um, like, what does he say? The pretty girls go out and 
Uh, I don't know. He's a creepy bastard. Vic, did we ever do a show on Maniac? Yes, we did. I know we did the, the YouTube show on yeah. Remake. I don't think we did, actually. Now that I think about it. I don't either. I think we did the YouTube one only. Yeah, that's sad. Which is my favorite remake, by the way. Your favorite? Wow. You know, he also wrote, you know, the, the guy, uh, Joe Spinell, he also wrote this film, Maniac. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently that cut was on the back of his head, so he didn't realize how bad it was, and he probably didn't, you know, he probably was bleeding bad enough that he got lightheaded and decided to lay down, and that is a common yeah. thing when people get, they get their stomach upset, or they get lightheaded or dizzy, they want to lay down, and that's probably probably what, you know, I mean, it's interesting that he, they, you know, they note that he bled to death on his, part of his couch. So, I'm just fucked up. But, you know, he was in, he was 40, around 44 when he played in Maniac. So, he was, I mean, uh, again, one of the rare cases of an, of an actor playing in a horror film is one of the lead, his lead character being older. I mean, Robert Englund was 36, I believe about to be 37 when he did Nightmare on Elm Street, and then I don't know how old Doug Bradley was, but he was a, he was older. Um, that fucker's old as shit now, Doug Bradley. That is. They saw him at a convention. He was like, Jesus. <laughs> He's actually younger than Robert by uh, about shit, uh, about seven years. So he's sixty three. Well, he didn't age as well. We'll say <laughs> that. <laughs> hey, Vic, remember when I saw Tim Taylor at the? Um, at the uh, HWA show, and I was like, dude, you aged terribly. Yeah, <laughs> he got <yes>. offended. <laughs> it was weird. He was upset. I was like, geez, I didn't think he'd get upset about it. He was about to cry. <laughs> Damn, brother. <laughs> I mean, Vic wasn't surprised by it. He was amused. But that was a good weekend. All right. <clears throat> Let's see here. So. Blake comes in with Maniac at number six. And, okay, so, Vic, you had, what was your number six, Vic? The Fog? The Fog. All right, so Maniac, you know, he's from the deep in the fog, all sitting there at number six. Now we get into what we like to call the nitty-gritty, the top five of this. And I got to think a lot of us are going to have some of the same names on here because I haven't heard certain ones be mentioned yet because, I mean, you know, it's just how it is. But, all right, man, so 1980s. Number five, Hannibal Holocaust for me. Uh, probably the best, uh, I don't know, probably the best cannibal movie ever made. Uh, and, you know, I'm not referring to the Chainsaw movies. I, I'm, that's, like, implied. This is, like, absolutely, you know, cannibals. <clears throat> and, and definitely I lick or cannibals. Cannibal Holocaust is fucked up beyond belief. And... Um, it was so fucked up that people actually thought there were actual murders taking place in this movie, and they had to investigate this movie because, like, these things looked so real. Cannibal Holocaust is a fucking classic, but it's also sick and twisted and just wrong in many, many ways, but that has nothing to do with where I put it. Number five is excellent considering the movies that came ahead of it my list. Cannibal Holocaust, if you got the stomach for it, which I did, the only time I was ever bothered is when they were legit killing animals in this movie, which they were. Um, but yeah, I don't give a shit what they do to people. Just <laughs> <laughs> fuck people. They talk. Yeah. 
Cannibal Stunt. I liked it. Yep. So Cannibal Holocaust, number five. It will most assuredly be on Nick's list, right? What's your number five, Victor? My number five. <laughs> My number five is, is a movie that's already been discussed a couple times. We're going to go with Motel Hell. That is a Victor movie if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yes, it is. I love it. <laughs> You know, when I was watching Motel Hell, you know what it reminded me of at first, Vic? Because it was, like, so terrible quality. Is a free of Yeah, yes. I thought you were going to say a Mobile Home Massacre, but same thing. Uh, now, you got to go back in time through this type of terrible quality, you know? Mobile Home what, Massacre. What movie was it, Travis? What movie did it remind you of? Free on the Meat Hook. Hmm. That's not what I've seen. We actually talked about it on YouTube once. It was something, it was a hidden, well, it's not a gem. It's not very good. It's a diamond in the real, 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 real rough. Is that what it is? Yeah. It came out like <laughs> around the same time as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, except its budget like was like $20,000. It was so, it was like micro budget even for the 70s. Yeah. It, it, but it was made, like, on the outskirts of Louisville. It was loosely based on Ed Gein. So, you know, you figure, why not, right? There's a YouTube show we did with the black man once upon a time. You guys can probably find it and uh, watch it. And God knows how something yeah, works. It's very short. Uh, I, I think it had our least amount of views ever on YouTube. I think you only had, like, 30 views. Which is sad. <laughs> but I think we were shell shocked from the movie. We didn't know it's a sequel. We just watched. So what? This movie was filmed on the outskirts of Louisville? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, some history. It's where you boys come home, isn't it? Uh, yep. Yeah. Like Vic's home away from home, sort of. He's an E-Town guy, but he claims Louisville, I think. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, there was only ever one film that was filmed, well, more than one lower-budget horror film that was ever filmed near, it was filmed in Nashville, and its claim to fame was that it had a stunt coordinator from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 on it. That was the biggest claim to fame. I was in that film as one of the people working in the haunted house. I had, like, six lines, and I did some music for the movie with the band I had at the time. I never found that movie ever released. And I looked because I, w- I wanted to watch that shit to see how fucking bad it actually was. <laughs> but I was never able to, to find a, a release of it anywhere. It was called Death Row. That's what it was called. So it was about Tupac or Shug Knight? No, neither one. It was about a haunted house that was basically the people working in a haunted house had become possessed by some kind of evil spirits that had once been on the property where the haunted house was built. And it, they killed all the people that were in the haunted house and shit. And there was a pregnant girl that got fucked up. So I, <laughs> that's, yep, that's wow. what it was. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, where, where, are we, where are we at in this list again? <laughs> we're at number five, and that's where you are. Uh, the one. Oh, shit. Okay, I hope we break the cycle after this, but I have a feeling that we're not going to. My number five is one I've not seen, but it's always mentioned. It's Cannibal Holocaust. This is yeah. so fun. How have you not seen that? Uh, kids, I watched the Green Inferno. The kids were not home, and I and I have a feeling that Green Inferno was inspired, at least in part, by Hannibal Holocaust. Yeah, it's just something uh, I can watch. Very inspired. I mean, 
you know, I can get away with my Elm Street or something like that, you know, or, but I just, uh, with with that more hardcore stuff, it's not something I can watch with the kids, and it's not something that's on, the, you know, Netflix or, you know, Amazon Prime at the moment that I can watch. So it's one of those that's on my list, but, you know, again, I watched Three Inferno, so don't give me any shit. I watched at least one cannibal movie, and I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so don't give me any shit. You guys shit. ever seen Cannibal Pharaoh or... Burrow or however the fuck it's pronounced. That movie's fucked up just like Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. Uh-uh. It was on Screenbox or Shudder. Uh, I night. need to get that shit. I need to get Shudder. That's next on my on my list. Is it worth spending the money on? I mean, for like a few months. You run out of movies for like <laughs> after a while. You said for a few months. Fuck, I've had better luck with Netflix. I've had Netflix since September. And well, like, they, listen, yeah. they don't do a good job about putting new movies on. You know what I mean? They've got mostly the same old shit, and a lot of it you can get a hold of other places like Night Living. Oh, or well, the toolbox murders. They have the toolbox murders. I want to see that shit again. I don't know. I don't have any more dick right now. What's that? Oh, <laughs> does the does, does shutter have the toolbox murders on it? Uh, I don't know. I don't have shutter. I got screen box. Okay, oh, I watched it somewhere. Fuck. It must have been on there. Okay. All right. So we're on what? Four now, uh, Travis? Is that where we're at? Yeah. yeah. Number four. All right, man. Everybody ready to have their mind blown? Yeah. This is gonna hurt Friday 13th. Number four, Friday the 13th. The worst of the original slashers. Now, I love Friday the 13th. I love the series. And, and I do think the original is really good, but when you compare it to the other original slashers, it's not as good as them. But, you know, it is an inspiration. And you can't have a fucking horror movie list without Friday the 13th on there. But Yeah, be nice, because I'm sure Victor Miller Victor Miller might be listening, buddy. Be nice. uh, well, we, we've talked to that fellow twice. I love this movie, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. Like, it, it, it was fine for its time, but anymore, I can't put it as high as some other movies on my list. So... Friday the 13th is great. Uh, Adrian King, who I love, was awesome in it. Betsy Palmer was awesome. But beyond that, it, it there's a lot of other 80s slashes that I like better. Than that. Yeah, I blame but, this this movie right here. You know, it's just it had a lot of creative murder sequences. I really liked it. I really like the opening yeah. sequence, the original Friday the 13th. I really like how yeah. that movie opens with a you know like what the fuck, dude. You know, so it opens really strong. You know, I like that. But keep in mind. You know, the three that I have ahead of it, I think, are excellent. So Friday the 13th is not getting any disrespect because, I mean, shit, I had it over Cannibal Holocaust, Humanoids from the Deep, which are both awesome movies. So love Friday the 13th. It's just not my absolute favorite on this list, and we'll get to my favorite. That's okay. That's okay to each their own, you know. I, it uh, hurts me to do it, though. You know, I feel like I'm betraying my people. My friend, you your, are. Your, your people who, your, your hydrocephalus mama boys? Is that what you're talking about? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that was supposed to be a poke at your show, okay. Travis. Of course, I don't actually mean that, but, you know. I'm going to cry and tear off with my tears. Aw. Bend over so Vic can see your asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's going on? Right. That's still fine. <laughs> Number four, Pol Pot. Yeah, he is. He's all fucking riled up tonight. <laughs> oh, he is. I don't know what's going on. Oh, my number four is a movie that's already been talked about a couple times, I think. And I, 
I really, I just saw it <clears throat> last year, year before, one of these recent years. But uh, Cannibal Holocaust is my number four because Ooh, Cannibal. Cannibal Holocaust. Very nice. Very nice. If anybody has not seen Cannibal Holocaust, fucking see Cannibal Holocaust. That's all I'm saying. Vic, what do you got to yeah. say about Cannibal Holocaust that hasn't been said yet? Anything? Well, say I don't. I don't think there is much. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's it's the cannibal movie. Like there is no yeah. other. I mean, there's others, but it's the cannibal movie. If you haven't seen it, then go do it. And I know it, it's on a screen box for sure. I know that. Go watch it. I like movies about cannibals, but I like nothing better than cannibal movies that are like islander cannibal movies like don't get me wrong it's cool to Hannibal Lecter eight people it's cool to Leatherface eight people and like the family but it's much cooler that the fucking cannibals like in the island eat people because that's some scary shit yeah this is like real cannibals <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah, that, that's, yeah there's something about that that's creepier to me I don't know what it is about it but I mean because these motherfuckers like they treat you as less than humans and that's scary yes yeah. it, it's pretty amazing all right, so two classics at number four. Friday Thirteenth and Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, two movies that got fucked with by the MPAA after the fact. Yeah, it happened. Yep. So number four for Blake. Okay, again, this was really hard, but I kind of had to just you know put it on here because it is it is one that I it is one that I saw and it did have a couple of very creative. Murder sequence is not really a slasher, but still kind of a good film. I have Prom Night at number four. I know, I just blew everybody's mind with that shit, didn't I? Well, like I said, I think the movie, like, I kind of feel this way about Carrie, too. I think its reputation is bad. The movie's not as good as its reputation, that's all. Right, but, you know, the sequence with the head at the end on the, on the, uh, the dance floor, that was just, when I saw it the first day, that was completely fucking unexpected. Yeah. You know. There's not a lot the, going, in that, going on in that movie for a long time. I just know it was kind of boring until, like, the very, very end. And then it was well, pretty good. But. Right. And, and it was just weird seeing Leslie Nielsen in it. I mean, I like <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, but that was just odd. Yeah. It was odd seeing him in Creepshow, but I could do Creepshow yeah. a little he's bit easier. Awesome Creepshow, too. Oh, yeah, he's great in Creepshow, but again... This is more sort of, I think, supposed to be more of a straight laced horror versus Creep Show, which is sort of like a a spoo- like a comedy horror or like a spoofy kind of thing. There's not as much of a serious vibe with uh, with Creep Show as there is supposed to be with uh, with this film. You know, we'll talk about Creep Show in oh two months probably. You know, the 1982 list. But I just have to say real quick, Creep Show kind of. It bothered me as a kid. At least that that one um, story, the one with Leslie Nielsen in it, where he fucking makes them bury themselves. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I can hold my breath for a long, long time. A very long time, and then that water hits them at the end. It's cool. Yeah. All right. So again, uh, another classic in its own right. Even if I kind of shit on it from time to time. Uh, I just, that's all I'm saying. It's a little overrated. That's all. But, you know, it does deserve to be on all our lists, and it made it. So uh, props to you, Prom Night, even though your remake is absolute hot garbage. 
<laughs> Let's talk about a movie with a good remake. And some people may disagree, they're wrong. Uh, but my number three is Maniac. Vic, you know I had to have Maniac on my fucking list. I was the one that introduced you to Maniac. Yes, sir. So that's me saying that Maniac is better than Friday the 13th. And you know what? It was really hard for me to say it because originally I had Friday the 13th for like one or two on my list. But once I started thinking, I was like, Maniac's so fucking good. And it's a one-off. If it wasn't for, like, this, the random 30 minutes of nonsense where he's just hanging out with the blonde chick, which it's like, that's, it feels like it wasn't even part of the movie. The, the movie could be even higher on my list. It could be number one. Um, but, you know, for all the shit they did in this movie, like the head explosion, Tom Savini, thank you, um, this creepy bastard scalping these broads and putting them on mannequins, Maniac's fucking great. If you have not seen the original Maniac from 1980, go out of your way to fucking see it. Um, that was on my list. <laughs> clearly, we've sure. all fucking given it respect. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Vic. You're up with your number three. All right, man. My number three is uh, another classic that we've already talked about. And so Friday the 13th is number three. So I'm trying to think about your list and where everything is. I thought Cannibal Holocaust might actually be higher, so it's not your number one. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so Friday 13th makes number three. Uh, Blake, are you going to anger people again this week? What's your number three? I'm probably going to anger people. My number three is actually, um, this was unintentional, but it, it was something that my wife had not seen until very recently. We had seen the ter- She had seen the terrible fucking remake, and I haven't seen it, but I heard it was shit. I have the original The Fog at number three. T.A., John Carpenter, Nancy Yes, Loomis. sir. Have to give him have to give him credit because, you know, he had, he had a big hit in 78 with Halloween, and then he had a big hit in in 80 with this, and then, of course, 81 or 82, I think it was 81, it might have been 82, he had a Escape from escape from New York, and then he turned around and had The Thing, and then Christine, so, like, the 1980s was a sweet-ass year for uh, John Carpenter. Say, fellas, since, well, okay, my number two is The Fog. <laughs> Let me just throw that out there. My number two is The Fog. So, um, I just wanted to see, do you guys want to talk about The Fog next week? Yeah, sure, sure. Let's do that shit, yeah. Since it is, you know, four days since uh, Six Must Die uh, on April 17th since it was April 21st, let's do The Fog next week. That's what we're going to do. We don't have a plane next week, but now we do. The Fog is where it's at. Um, And, Vic, I think you can find it on maybe Hulu. If not, I can let you borrow my DVD, okay? All righty. Let's do it. Plus you're on vacation anyway, right? No, um, Tuesday's actually my last day of work. Oh, okay. Cool. All right, so yeah, The Fog. Um, I will save my opinions about The Fog, but for me to tell you that it's number two on my list, I think that speaks for itself. And, um, yeah, yeah. It, that says a lot to have over Maniac and Friday the 13th. It but, says a lot that it's number three on mine. You know, yeah, it does. And, and the fact that he's on Vic's list, he's not a big Ghost Story fan, let's be honest. Um. This isn't your typical ghost story, though. So, uh, again, we'll get into it next week. 9 p.m. This show. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
Same bad channel, all that shit. All right, so Vic, you're number two, sir. Um, nice. I, I've been going back and forth for about two weeks with my one and two. I thought You're I scared. had it. I thought I had it concrete planned out and everything was good. And then I, I worked like twelve hours today, so I thought about it all day long. And I switched in the last hour or so. No, probably the last five or six hours I switched. So my number two, I'm going with the shiny. All right. I'm curious as hell as what your number one is. For some reason, I'm... I don't know what the fuck it is. All right, so The Shining is Vic's number two. Uh, Vic, wasn't that your number one on the Stephen King list? It was. No, it was my That's number two on there, too, because Misery's my oh, one, misery. I think, wasn't it? Misery, yeah. yes, you had Misery. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have my top five, which is fucking disrespectful, but yeah, only because it's, like, hard to watch. I'm a big Misery fan. What can I say? Getting that movies yeah. are hard for me to watch. Like, they're upsetting to me. Like, I, I don't mean that, like, I don't like them. It's just, like, I don't know. There's something very twisted about those types of movies. Um, but, yeah. Sort of like with home invasion movies, you know? Yep. Yep. But I can watch that. Panic Room. Panic Room. <laughs> the Collector. The Collection. Uh, the Collector, especially. That movie's fucked up. When a Stranger Call. Shit. Yeah. Hell, yeah. yeah. All right, Blake, you're up at number two. Let's see what you got for us. Okay, this is the creepiest fucking show I've ever done because I don't like it because I've got too many in the same spot you guys have. Number two is The Shining for me, the original 1980 show. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. This is horse shit, and I promise to anybody that's listening, I did not confer with these two assholes before I put this list together. <laughs> well, I don't understand. Nobody should be surprised. The Shining is my number one. Because I well, shit. Love the Shining. Uh, We've talked about it on the show before. We've done the show. Yeah. We, I mean, I, what more can I say about the fucking Shining? And, you know, I think well, there are a lot of fucking haters of this movie out there just because they're blindly following Stephen King and the fact that he doesn't like it. Fuck y'all. Develop your own opinion. The Shining's the shit. You, you need to this, or you're out of control. Jeez. I am not out of control. Not tonight, anyway. I, I I like this this film. I like that it does it does um, uh, include parts of the book, but it kind of breaks away and does its own thing uh, with the ending and stuff. I do like the film. I think it was very well done. I think Kubrick was a genius. The music for it is great. The opening sequence is great, uh, and, there, and there's enough gore in it without being completely over the fucking top. You know, not that I would have minded. No, I bet you would have minded, but to me, gore for gore's sake sometimes is not the best. I do like a little bit of story with my blood and gut, you know. Um, so, you know, to each their own, you know, as far as that goes. But The Shining is a seamless uh, American classic. I mean, it's one of the few horror films I can think of in recent years, besides Elm Street and, you know, The Sixth Sense and, you know, a couple of others, Blair Witch Project, the original, that, that made a really big stir on the American, you know, pop culture radar and, you know, in the conscious minds of American cinema goers. I mean, The Shining, I mean, Jesus, our parents probably love The Shining. Uh, uh, not mine. Well, my <laughs> mother did. My mother liked The Shining. And, uh, again, that was kind of hardcore because growing up, you know, I, 
I kind of snuck all the really fucked up horrible shit, you know, that I wanted to watch because, you know, stepfather and all that other kind of shit was on my ass all the fucking time. So kind of just had to, you know, sneak around and do that shit. But I, I always remember this one fondly and that the kid's face, when his, like, response to the little twin girls, come play with us, Danny. You know, his face and his little slobbering, disgusting fucking little habit just make it all the more realistic and cool to me because you're seeing true terror through a kid's eyes, like how we would have seen going into, being dared to go into the railroad tracks or under them, you know, if there was a tunnel or, you know, in the sewer or, you know, in an old abandoned house nobody had been in. It was the real, real terror from a child's eyes. You know, so I really, really resonated with that on a level. But it's a great film. I love the film. I think The Shining is a classic. And Stephen King may not like it, but, you know, that's his opinion. He certainly let him make a a movie of his film. He certainly certainly gave credence for that to happen and allowed it to happen. Uh, He got paid. I'm sure. No matter how wrong they are. Yeah, I mean, he got paid for it. You know, he didn't lose anything. And I'm sure exactly. probably a lot of people watched the, or read the book after watching the movie, only to find out it was different. But they still read it because the movie was so good. It interested them in the book. So I, I, you know, so I, think I like stuff. his works, but I don't really give a shit about his opinion most of the time. Because most of the time it's like, dude, you had an orgy scene with a bunch of 12-year-olds in it. Why do I care what you think? I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. And, I, and that's you know, fine. I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's see. So my number one's The Shining. Vic, I am fucking eager to find out what your number one is. I mean, I I, I, don't, I didn't think it'd be that big of a surprise to you, but uh, I, I have an, a, a great love for this movie. It's one you introduced me to. It's one you already talked about, Maniac. Is my number one. I thought you had already mentioned Maniac. Am I crazy? No. No. Only you two have. I could have sworn you brought it up. Okay. Well, cool. Maniac, number one. Nothing wrong with that, Vic. Nothing fucking wrong with that. I think you got me, I think you got me confused with Vic. I brought up Maniac. I could have sworn Vic had it, too. Okay. Good. See, because I'm sitting here looking at my list, and I'm like, what movie would Vic have that's not even on my fucking list? There's no way. That's why I was confused why you were actually surprised that it was my number one. I don't know. You know, you have a few drinks, you just look at shit. I mean, I know you love Maniac. I think it's the fact that you like the remake better, which is crazy. I, I love the remake. It's my favorite remake. It's amazing. A lot of dumbasses out there don't like it. They're wrong. Well, those people are stupid. <laughs> And they're wrong, and we just don't accept that. All right, Blake, your last one up, number one. Yeah, and nobody's mentioned whether or not they give a fuck what my number one really is. (laughs) It better be Friday the 13th, or we're going to fucking boycott you. Oh, okay. Well, thankfully, yes, it is Friday the 13th. Yeah, you didn't fucking snub it like you did Chainsaw. I didn't snub yeah. Chainsaw. I put Toby Hooper. I put Eating Alive on that list. Don't give me shit, goddammit. I gave Toby Hooper credit. Come on. I, I can't put everything the Toby same like you guys did. What the, what the hell kind of fun would that be, to paraphrase uh, Back to the Future 3? What the hell kind of fun would that be if I 
if I put the same shit on, on the list that you guys did. You know what? And what disturbed me about this movie was more the fact, more than the fact that the killer was a woman that had man hands was, um, <laughs> what was the fact that I saw Kevin Bacon's bare naked ass moving up and down. That, that was, uh, yeah. Uh, you love it. I love Kevin like, Bacon, oh, yeah. but I saw, I, I saw way more of that side of that slab of bacon than I ever fucking wanted to. I'm just saying. So, yeah. Anyway, great movie, great soundtrack, good creative kills. The, the throat stabbing sequence at the beginning and then Marcy's axe to the face were two of my favorites because it's just funny. Think about it. She's talking about all the raining blood when she's out there talking to uh, Jack about blood and then there's this sex that thing that happens with them. And then she gets the axe hit in her face and her face becomes basically a bloody fucking vagina. That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. She gets hit right in the face with it and puts her head in two and what you have is a bloody vagina. You have a period. That's what it is. All I can say is we are one, two, three, three days away from Friday the 13th, and I'll be watching this one. That's for sure. I've got my Friday the 13th shirt already ready. Nick, you know, I only wear one shirt on Friday the 13th. I wear Jason shirts all the time, but I've got the original Friday the 13th poster shirt that I only wear on Friday the 13th. I've got three yeah, shirts with uh, Jason on it, but Freddie is also on it, so I really can't say that it's just Jason. I don't know which one. I kind of want to watch Jason Goes to Hell. I kind of want to watch that one. You know, Jason Goes to Hell, I, you know, if it wasn't for the fucking body hopping and some of that other shit, it would be a great fucking slasher movie. Oh, really the, kill with, the kill with Debbie in the sex scene in the tent with the railroad spike. Yeah, Dude, they exactly. did so much for me. So much for me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was it was amazing. Plus, you had uh, you had uh, what the fuck's the KB effects working on it. I mean, Jason Goes to Hell oh. could have been great if they could have just see that's a movie that should be remade. A movie that has fucking potential, but they did some things wrong. Now, if you just fix those things that are wrong, it'd be a fucking great movie. That's all. Well, like a, all like a cut, liars. Well, like a cut, like Beekler's cut of Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, his envisioned cut. Is that what you're saying? Something along those yes. lines. Yes, and we could just cut out the dad entirely. Because I don't like oh, okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one thing I felt like he fucked up on. I didn't need the dad at all. But Oh, you're talking about in the new blood? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I'm yeah, just saying, see, there's a lot of movies out there that you could fix by doing a remake instead of this shit. We're, re- we're remaking movies that are perfect as they are. I mean, that's just... Don't get me wrong. It's not like we're it's not like we're not giving them a chance because Vic and I went and watched Poltergeist and we thought it was going to be good. Boy, were we wrong? No, oh, I felt the same way when I saw Ghostbusters. Well, we, see, I haven't watched it. Uh, yeah, I no. watched the original so much, and I want to see this. Just and and, and they, everybody from the original makes a cameo in some form or fashion in the remake, but I do not like it. Like, I just, and it's not because the cast are women. It has nothing to do with it. It's because uh, you take a movie and then, you know, a movie, like you said, was perfect. And, you know, the other example of that is uh, the remake in American Psycho. I was like, why? Why are you going to do that? I mean, the movie's perfect as it is. Well, what the fuck do you do? And then I find out there's a musical with Matt Smith, who is one of the Doctor Who's, one of the Doctors. I'm like, you know, as the Patrick Bateman character, I'm like, 
<sighs> was this necessary, honestly, a musical? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of music in it, but it just... Ooh. I don't... And they're just remaking shit left and right, and then... I don't know, man. They just... They're remaking shit that's not even 20 years old, or barely 20 years old. It's just it's, it's just disheartening as a film, as a person who loves film, that it's like, has Hollywood really run out of that many good ideas? Is it, has it become... Has it become that where well, we're just going to remake the shit out of everything? Everybody's feelings about it be damned, you know. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Anyway, I'm sorry. Let's get back to what we were talking about. <laughs> so, uh, Friday Thirteenth for Blake, The Shining for me, and Maniac for Vic. I don't think anybody can argue with these movies as number ones on anybody's list. Fucking great choices, fellas. We had a great top ten. And now I want to talk about where our horror adventures have taken us uh, this week, uh, or at least over the last couple of weeks. Um, so quickly, let me get through the first few movies that I watched because I did this over the last couple of days uh, just in preparation for the show. I watched Don't Answer the Phone, which clearly made my top ten, but barely. I watched Motel Hell. I watched Humanoids from the Deep. And I watched one movie that did not make the cut, and that is City of the Living Dead, which was done by Lucio Fulci. And I like Lucio Fulci, but this movie's not good. There's some good effects at certain scenes, some good kills, but the movie itself, garbage. Did he do Did Zombie? Did he yeah, do he Zombie? Zombie's pretty good, though. I didn't see Zombie either. I didn't see City of the Living Dead either. I didn't either. No. Right. Well, the zombie, it's kind of one of these things where it's like it, they've got some really memorable scenes, but the movie as a whole, it's just so fucking slow, you know? Yeah, yeah. But there are some random tips in both movies. I appreciate Lucio Fulci for that. That was nice of him. Also, I should mention, uh, The Changeling also did not make my top ten. I feel like people talk about The Changeling all the time, and I own it. I watched it a few years ago for the first time, and I was like, this movie's not any good. What does everybody love The the Changeling for? I don't get it. Okay. So, uh, apparently I got on a Sharon Stone kick, and it wasn't even intentional. I guess she just had a bunch of movies on Epic's drive-in, because um, I watched Casino. It was on Netflix, actually. I watched Casino. You know, I've never seen the full movie until now. Good movie. It's great. Uh, I've seen parts of it, but I've never seen the whole thing all the way through. It's like a three-hour movie. Yeah, I know. It's not as good as Goodfellas or The Godfather, though. Oh, or The Bronx Tale. A Bronx Tale is better than all of them, I think. What is it? The Bronx Bronx Tale? Say that one more time. A Bronx Tale. A Bronx Tale. Who's who's eating their phones? Huh? I said, who's eating their phones? Anyway, a Bronx Tale. I'm writing that down. I'll check that out. So good. Uh, I also watched Basic Instinct, which, you know what? You're, Jesus Christ, Sharon Stone in that movie? Fuck. Yes. Good Lord. And then she has a Total Recall also. I also watched Total Recall. The original Total Recall was an amazing fucking movie, isn't it, Vic? Yes. Yes, sir. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So fucking good. It's weird, but it's fucking good. 
And Blake, you like this. I watched Wishmaster. So did I. Yeah. It was on some channel. It was Net, on Netflix, uh, uh, Amazon Prime, where I watched it. I, I like Wishmaster. I mean, it's not Wes Craven's best effort, but fucking Andrew Devoff as the, the gin was amazing. Well, again, Wes Craven didn't direct that. Robert Kurtzman of Kurtzman, Nicotero, and Burger fame directed right. that. But, you know, we got we got Robert England in it. We got Tony Todd. We got Kane Hodder. We got one of the Rainies. Fucking good movie. And you also got the guy from Phantasm in it as the pharmacist. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. Oh, yeah. And uh, Andrew Duvall, the one who played the gin, you know, when I first saw that film, really little, the per- you know, I was really little, I was really young, I thought, I thought Robert England was doubling for the gin because in the makeup, Favored a lot like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and 3, the hook nose, the makeup on the Jen character. And then you also have Vern Troyer, who is the little, he's the mini Jen when he comes out of the. When he calls him out. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's fucking cool. Good good fact there, Blake. You're welcome. All right, so I got one for you guys. I don't think Blake's seen it. Uh, Blake, I think maybe you've seen it. I'm not sure, but I'm just guessing. Have you guys ever seen Red State by Kevin Smith? No. And no. I am talking about Jay and Silent Bob, Red, Red, uh, Kevin Smith, okay? So Red State is a horror movie, obviously, and it's about like this, and it is fucking weird, the, the timing of this movie. It came out in like 2006. But this movie is so fucking poignant. It's about this, like, religious group who um, is, like, ultra-religious. And they're, like, rounding up sinners and killing them. And, uh, um, yeah, it kind of goes from there. And it's fucked up. Like, uh, Michael Parks is in it, who, you know, he's in a lot of Tarantino movies. He was Um, in Tusk, too, wasn't he? In what? He was in Tusk. Yeah, I think so. And then um, John Goodman's in it, but like, this is a good fucking movie. If you guys like, if you, I swear it is so fucking poignant because of all the gun control shit. There's a whole lot of gun issues in this movie too, because of all the Second Amendment shit that's going on right now. This movie is fucking like, I don't know, twelve years ahead of its time. So if you guys get the chance, check out Red State. Uh, I really liked it. You know, it's fucking good. Kevin Smith did a great job. I wish he'd do more horror movies. Um, but, you know, I like that either way. Last one, then I'll be done. Um, because, I mean, shit, there, there's not much to say about this movie other than it's fucking amazing and it's almost a perfect movie as well. Probably a perfect movie. Kevin, I watched it again just for the fuck of it because it was on Netflix and they just put it on Netflix. I love Seven. There's nothing bad I can say about Seven other than it's fucked up. <laughs> That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Vic, I'm assuming you've seen Seven, right? Yes, yes, I have. It's been a while, yeah. It's so twisted and so good. And probably, probably, no, I'll put it top three down or ending of all time. You know? Yeah. The ending was so fucked up. My mom was like, I really like that movie until the fucking ending. And I was like, (laughs) ending's what made it. (laughs) You know what I mean? It had to be that way. The movie was bleak. It could not be a happy ending. And that's kind of like the thing. The thing couldn't be a happy ending either. It just wouldn't make sense. 
So I like those bleak endings. All right, fellas, where have your uh, horror adventures taken you? Because, you know, we're a couple weeks removed from a horror convention, so I know Vic had done that. <laughs> no, but I am looking forward to more of them, though. Horror guns going to start announcing people tomorrow. I'm excited. Do you think they're well, going to announce the people we already know about? Well, I hope not. I hope not. Because I'm going to be annoyed if they start saying Robert England. And, well, but yeah. he, he said that the, the first one he's going to announce is uh, somebody who's never been there before. Interesting. So, so I mean, England's never been at Fordham? Do what? Has Robert England ever been at Fordham? Yeah, he has. He was in Indy like three or four years ago. Okay. So, I want to make castle so bad. I hope it's great breakfast or something. You know what I'm saying? I need, like... Can you go poo? There goes Blake again. Damn it, Blake. What's that? What are you doing? Just play the guitar and listen to you guys talk. So it's my turn, you know? <laughs> All right, anyway. Um... <laughs> I can't think with this man playing the guitar. Sorry, my bad, man. Damn. It's a concert, man. We're jamming. Who? Yeah, I feel like Blake's Elias right now. Blake says, you know what I'm saying? Blake just shows up and starts playing his guitar. Yes. Um, wow. Who, who, who is it that you said you hope it is? Nev Campbell? <laughs> oh God, yes, yes, yes. I said that Richard Wright, she would be, she would be a headliner though. Oh yeah, no doubt. I think she, she would have been in the brochure for the be there, right? You would think. I don't know. Who knows? Might want to like actually do like a formal announcement. So who knows? I don't know, man. I'm curious. I hope it's somebody like amazing. Hmm. Uh, I don't want people to have a death day, too. The chick? Yeah. I'd be pissed off if she was there. <laughs> I'd be ecstatic. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't even care. It'd be worth it to me. I don't care if I get the dude or not. All I care about is getting hurt. She's so fucking hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's a whore, too, in the movie. Ooh. Yeah. She's still my heart. <laughs> Do what? I said, be still my heart. Have you seen Happy Death Day? Me? Yeah. No, I have not. It's on the list, though. Yeah, make that happen, buddy. It's a good one. We enjoy it. I will. Nick, I went and saw it again. <laughs> it's such, such a good movie. It is. It is. It um, it's it, it's one of those movies that like it kind of like went in its own direction outside of the normal horror horror stuff. So it's fun, and it was just enjoyable. Anyway, okay. Like so, what? What? What'd you say? I said it's like a horror version of Groundhog Day. Yeah, I love Groundhog Day. I know you hate it. 
I love that fucking movie. Blake, what have you been watching, buddy? Wishmaster. Uh, I started watching um, When a Stranger Calls Back. Uh, it came out in 1990, 91. Uh, it's really good. Uh, it's a direct sequel to the original When a Stranger Calls. And it's got uh, Jill, Jill Shulman in it from Phantom of the Opera and The Stepfather. Uh-huh. It's really good. Uh, I was watching that. I watched The Shape of Water, obviously. I told you guys I saw that. Uh, that was a good shit. I enjoy that movie. And then last night, because my wife is doing uh, uh, some, uh, some uh, cosplay ideas for Ripley for Aliens, we watched the original Alien last night before we went to bed. Because, you know, that's what we do. That's how we roll, right? <laughs> Such a fucking good movie. Even though yeah. Dick didn't have an eyes list. What an asshole. <laughs> what, what it, shut up. Alien. You think I'm playing the Nightmare and Elf Street music at us? <laughs> what? So what? Who gives a shit? You guys couldn't hear that, could you? Really? Yeah. Loud clear, sir. My bad. So, uh,. <laughs> you goofy bastard. So in, in two weeks, we're talking the Grind Sisters murders with Ray Johnson, which I'm pretty fucking excited about. Ray, and, uh, that's my dude. He's so awesome. I love him. He, he is awesome. He brings a touch of class to you fucking too as well. He's great. But he's drunk every time he calls. And that's a good thing. <laughs> he gets down uh, with the theme of it. Next week, The Fog. I'm fucking excited about The Fog. You guys have no idea. I mean, I think you do because you both had it on your list, but I had it the highest. So, <laughs> so that makes, that obviously makes you more important, you pretentious bastard. Obviously, I'm pretty much the way I live my life, buddy. Okay, so I have to ask a question, and this is not horror related, but it is. Have either one of you seen Ready Player One? No, I did. I saw the previews, and it just didn't seem like my cup of tea. Okay, so Freddy Krueger is in that movie, and he's got two gloves on, and it is clearly the Jackie or all Haley Freddy. I don't know what the fuck they were doing uh, to include that. Freddy is so far left field for Steven Spielberg, uh, you know, because Steven Spielberg doesn't touch anything that's R-related, really, you know. So, I mean, if I remember correctly, it wasn't Poltergeist. Even the original Poltergeist was only PG-13. And he produced that or something, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how to feel about well, that. Know, a lot of people are raising hell about it. So. Well, it's funny you say Spielberg's not horror, but Jaws? Again, Jaws, uh, yeah. I mean, okay, he's not horror in what tra- the traditional sense of horror that people think of. Let me rephrase I, that because I, I, I do think Jaws is pretty fucking scary. I mean, I, I think it is absolutely... Uh, a horror film, uh, a different kind, but it is one. But yeah, so that one, you know, I just don't know how to feel about that movie. And then I saw the thing for Meg, the Meg, which is what it's called, with Jason Statham, and I read the books, and I don't know how to feel about it because the books are not funny at all. Like, it is just blood and guts and fucking things being eaten and people getting fucked up. And it's awesome. And then... Rain Wilson is in the movie from The Office and The Rocker, and I'm just like, uh, okay, is this going to become a horror comedy? Because the novel certainly wasn't. Um, 
So, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that either. I mean, there are parts of it that look really good, but I feel so over-inundated with uh, shark movies ever since Sharknado. And then, of course, I you know, 42 meters down, whatever that one was. I saw that. I saw The Shallows. And then, God damn it, I saw Avalanche Sharks, and that was fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. I watched that movie. I was like, there is better things to be doing. I should be... Anything, I could be upstairs having a diarrhea shit, and it would be better than watching this. <laughs> so, so I don't know what the fuck was going on with that movie. And then the spoofery just gets worse. The Sharknado 4 was called The Fourth Awakens. I'm like, you motherfuckers should play with fire, okay? And, and then I go to the store, and God damn it, if I don't see Sharknado action figures at Walmart, I'm like, this, what the fuck has happened to this world? Our friend Corey, the, the blackguard, he loves the shit out of uh, Sharknado. Yeah, um, well, okay. So next time we see him, I definitely will not be speaking to him. So. <laughs> 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 go, that's messed up. Sharknado is like, that's... You know what? Never mind. Just fuck it all to hell. Just whatever. He can like whatever the fuck he wants. But I, I, I'll, I'll say hi, but I don't have to be his friend. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you know, okay. for real, though, I'll, I'll, so for real, on a serious note, he is a nice guy, but I just, it freaks me out that he likes that movie and he hangs out with you two, and you two would not give that movie the time of day unless you were going to make fun of it. I think um, we watched the first one and Vic fell asleep during it. And, okay. Uh, well, that does, that's no judge of character because Vic is falling asleep on two or three of the shows we have done. So that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking like about what's your favorite scary movie in Vic's going. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vic's narcoleptic. He just falls asleep wherever. Oh, if this was a nightmare, if this was a nightmare on Elm Street movie, he'd already be fucked. Because he's going to fall asleep, he'd fall asleep like 20 times in the middle of a fucking Joe, and I'm like, he'll wake up to give his two snaps, and then, Vic, what do you think about this if it was on your list? Fuck, man. <laughs> this, this is like whenever we were coming back from the horror convention. The fucking best part of that set was, like, Vic and I are, I'm driving, and Vic's drunk because we went to a Mexican place after the horror convention, and uh, I'm driving. And uh, he's like, it's hot. And he rolls the window down and immediately starts going. <laughs> it, wasn't like, it wasn't like he rolled down the window and then 10 minutes later he fell asleep. He rolled down the window after saying something to me, literally after, and then he just passes out. Damn. Did you know, Blake, that Vic was part of my divorce party and my wedding? Vic was what? Vic was the star of my divorce party, you know, from my previous period. And he was the star of my wedding, the, my next wedding. And both of them, he was severely drunk. Okay, well, I mean, the drunk part doesn't surprise me. But the fact that he was at both, the, you said the divorce and the wedding, was that the divorce of the last and the wedding of the wedding of your yes. current wife? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. Okay, that that's a little bit that gives me pause a little bit, but okay. Um, he was drunk at both of those affairs. Well, he, he was drunk at the divorce party. We had a party for the divorce. 
Oh, well, yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. You, you would throw a party for a fucking horse, Travis. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and we burned a bunch of shit, too, in my backyard. It was amazing. I, I, I'm sure you pissed on it, too, after you drunk all, drunk all the fucking booze. You pissed all over that shit, too, out of bed. I'm not real sure what I did, but I know what Vic did. He fell through the walls. I got through the wall. Vic fall through the... I've got to see him fall. Do you fall through the wall like fucking Chris Farley falls through tables and shit? <laughs> If you go through my old photos from like 2010, there's a picture of Vic laying in my wall with a, his head through my wall. And I don't know how the fuck you fall through a wall but, or get thrown through a wall even. Vic, but Vic did it. And so I had to like put a, a broom closet where his head was laying. <laughs> this motherfucker made a broom closet for me. That's wow. one of my funny moments in life. And then what happened was he laid on the floor for the rest of the party with a with a puke bucket next to him because he threw up in the puke bucket. And, like, people would come talk to him, and he'd be reaching for him and shit. <laughs> like, oh, it was he went right, and then, like, he was, like, just distraught for the rest of the night because he couldn't figure out how to unlock his phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> horrible. He was so mad. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? I can't unlock my phone. I was like, hell, all right. It was horrible. I was trying to... I was in no condition to help you. I was in no condition to help you. No, you weren't. Nobody was, apparently. That wasn't the party where Troy beat you with the porcelain doll, was it? No, that that was my birthday party. (laughs) What an asshole. Uh, (laughs) Divorce party. Yeah. Well, he says you did it because he he came running at you. Yeah. He, it. Yeah. he 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 irritated me, and I was supposed to hold on to it. You didn't hold on. That that was the end of it. Yep. So fucking good. All right, fellas. Well, that's enough drunken shenanigans for this week, I suppose. You guys want to get back here uh, next week and talk some the fog from 1980? What do you say, John Carpenter? The real JC, the real Jesus Christ. <coughs> yes, yeah, we all. Yep, I'm excited. So anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, I haven't put up any fucking shows on our website lately. I need to get my shit together. TravisVicOr.wordpress.com. I'll get it together. I promise. My son's high maintenance. Vic, I don't know if you know this or not. He just bitches about everything. He he thinks that everything's supposed to be different than what it is. He complains all the time. Yeah, he is kind of a jerk. But you know, that runs in my family. Blake, I come from a long line of assholes. This is true. Okay, thank you for sharing that. I'll be sure to make note of that. That's true. (laughs) That's why my daughters are such assholes. And they are, trust me. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) See, even Vic says so. This morning, though, Vic, I got, you know, I was getting Hazel dressed, or uh, getting her diaper changed and, you know, getting her dressed and everything, and she was getting pissed off about something. I was like, you want your Pennywise? Yeah, Pennywise. Here you go. Here's a Pennywise. Pennywise. Thank you. She loves her Pennywise, doesn't she, Vic? Yeah. The, 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 she, she finally started uh, recognizing my clown on my leg. 
Remember that we used to try to get it to, but then the other day at WrestleMania, she started recognizing him. What she said? Is it Kong? No. Yeah, she loves fucking clowns. Blake, um, Hazel has clown cheeks. I shit you not. And she's so happy about it. She loves clowns. I've never met a fucking kid who loves clowns, but Hazel does. This is great. <laughs> yeah. I remember the other day I showed Isla a picture of Pennywise, and I was like, who's that, Isla? Ooh, Pennywise. <laughs> so she, she, like, she, like, reacted that way. I was like, wow. It, and um, I forgot to tell you this. I told you that, uh, or maybe I didn't. Isla, you know, so she met Mary Poppins at uh, Disney World at one of the, you know, the character breakfasts or whatever, and she's telling Mary Poppins about how she goes to horror conventions. That's so amazing. Mary Poppins was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I go to horror conventions, and I think Isla thinks Jason is a Disney character. <laughs> Legit. Like, she was trying to figure out where Jason was and stuff. It was funny as shit. So, oh, I guess I got her confused. Oh, well. Good for her. All right. So, anyway, having before on Twitter, I'm on Twitter at Phenomenal TLD. I have good retweets, but I barely ever tweet. Fix that, pick on Eric. He was causing trouble with gender fluids the other day. It was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> that. that was good shit. People love uh, it. People love it. Yeah. And then, let's see. We're on Facebook. Just look us up. Facebook.com slash Travis and Vic Horror. Something like that. Either way, look up Travis and Vic Strumming Horror Adventures. Vic, we're over 2,000 likes now, buddy. Nice. Nice. I like it. And, and I just want to say... Uh, I give full credit to the Dino Banyan show that pushed our likes up. So, uh, thank you, Dino Banyan. You're a good man. And we'll miss you. Sorry you passed away at 32, but you, you died a legendary way. <laughs> you did. It was fucking legendary. That's a hell of a way to die. A handshake death in the flower shop. If you guys haven't listened to the O'Banion show, make it happen. It's on this network, and it's on Spreaker. We'll be back next week. Anybody got anything else to say? Vic, you want to say anything about Chinese people or anything like that? Uh, hell no. Um, yeah. Blake's <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Every week. No, I just, shit. usually, usually I pepper the end with my shit, but I'm not going to do that this week. Yeah, I mean, people who listen to the yeah, show know who the fuck I am. He don't want to throw out plugs. He, threw, he played guitar at us, so that's good enough for him. Yeah, hey, my guitar player was show. wonderful. That shit was top notch, and you know it. I make the big money doing that. So, all right. Well, well next week we worship at the uh, at the uh, temple of John Carpenter. Later on, everybody, be here next later week. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.